anybody out there, it, like literally, I am saying this in all seriousness and no, like just no personal offense, but if you are out there listening and you like organic peanut butter, just, just unfollow, just unfollow the pod. <laughs> Damn. Honestly, leave a one star rating. Like if you, if you oh, like, no, organic, no, don't, 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 Welcome back, podcast listeners, for episode number 24, our 26th recorded episode of Not To Be Technical. We've got all the boys back in the mix. Your boy, obviously, Knopf. We got Charlie back from vacation and Gary back from work. What's up, players? How are you all doing? Doing great. I'm glad to have you back, like quarterback in this thing. I, I takes off my workload and um that's that's a relief so i'm happy there, about there that so much you guys did a hell of a job especially after <laughs> you curated all the content too we we were still in shambles there's so much pressure just having to do it just with two people so i'm sorry for stranding you guys a couple weeks in a row i know you were able to snatch a uh, a guest appearance from anonymous listener number three for one of those weeks but it is a lot of pressure but i'm glad we got through it okay no, you guys did an awesome job. It was naturally had some good topics. You guys are getting into your groove. You you really should give yourself more credit. I, I was proud listening I to you guys. I was driving credit. around listening. Sucked, but me, I was on point. <laughs> I just want to know about the circumstances under which you listened to the podcast because I believe you listened to it on your trip. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I did listen to it on my trip. So essentially, I, I went to San Francisco. I was gone for about five days. It was one of the first times that we absolutely, there was no way I could do the podcast, right? Like other, maybe I could do a quick little thing, like a recording somewhere, not this case. So the trip was good. Uh, I haven't been to the West Coast in a long time, not for uh, leisure as well. Like I visited family like when I was a teenager, that's kind of in the like San Jose area. I guess that's close to where I was actually, but I hadn't been to San Fran. So I, we decided to go to San Fran. We and a buddy, uh, explore the city a bit. We did uh, all the touristy stuff. We went to Alcatraz. I did some hiking, but I will say that one of the things that I've never done before when traveling that I did do on this trip was use the app Toro. T-U-R-O. Are you guys familiar with this app? Yes. Uh, we discussed this briefly in uh, our episode 7.5 for Costa Rica, uh, where I was looking for rentals. And I was like, how are there so many Teslas over here in Costa Rica? Except I was actually looking in San Jose, California and not San Jose, Costa Rica. <laughs> That's a fantastic that, memory, Nock. Wow. Great I did memory. not remember that. Yeah, I got roasted. Yeah, but Gary, have you used this app? Yeah, I did roast. No, I have not used the app. So it actually is really cool. It's essentially what Uber was doing to taxis or is doing to taxis uh, is what Turo is doing to car rental uh, places, right? So any one of us can put any of our cars right now onto Turo, rent it out uh, for when we're not using it. Toyota Corolla red sport model is going to fucking fly off the shelf. <laughs> you can get a solid like $14 a day, probably renting that out, maybe at best. So it was recommended to us uh, to do the Pacific Coastal Highway, right? In San Francisco, which is a beautiful scenic drive. 
uh, just south of San Francisco. You have uh, the city, I think, Caramel by the Sea. Uh, your Carmel by the Sea, not Caramel. I don't know what I was thinking there. Carmel by the Sea, I think it is. Uh, and then you keep going. You have this Big Sur area. It's very, very scenic. The highway's right against like these beautiful rocky coastal waters. So, okay, let's go on Turo. Let's rent a nice little convertible as it was recommended to us, right? So I go on there. There's, and, you know, car rentals, I don't know, like the, like a cheap car rental, like in San Francisco is close to a hundred dollars anyway, like at the, on the cheaper end, like through Hertz or something, like usually more with fees on Turo. There was like this Jaguar 2020 F type, like fast car valued at a ton of, I don't know even what the, the value is normally don't on this. Don't get me started like on cars. A, oh dude, we love you know cars love around cars. here. We're just big car guys. But it was like it was like a hundred dollars a day. So like, okay, great, let's do this, right? So what I don't think about is how we'll need to check out on the last day um, and have our luggage with us because it was a late flight back, right? So I didn't think about that. When I realized it, I immediately canceled it after just a day of having the car. And a guy was super nice and accepted it, right? So the app is super cool and easy to use. I loved it. And also that F type sucked to drive. I hated driving that thing, and it was really really uh, sketch, not sketchy, not the right word, uh, stressful in San Francisco to drive in general. This F-Type, I don't know a lot about cars, but I do not like the F-Type. I felt like I was driving a tank uh, in a very small car body and it did not feel good. It felt like I was slugging around. I hated it. Like, was it fast um, or n- no? It, it was after like an hour of putting my foot on the pedal. <laughs> like I mean, it's, I'm confused. I thought you'd canceled it. So you were you were driving it after you canceled it? So I, I had it for a day and then I realized what happened with the luggage or lack thereof of space. And then I went and I canceled it after a day. So Tura is very flexible, right? So here's gotcha. where the problem co- comes in, right? So then the rest of the trip, we're just Ubering all around. Things are fine. Um, I go in, okay, for the last day, we'll just pick it up the day that we're leaving. So the car gets delivered to you. It's a really useful app. Like you don't have to do much. Oh, It'll cool. all come to you. Uh, so they dropped it off at the hotel. It's this uh, Lamborghini. I don't know. They Uber. They don't care. I don't know. They, there's people that do <laughs> this too. Like it's almost like they own a bunch of Airbnbs, except it's cars, and they they have a whole network. Like oh yeah, like Lydia is gonna come out and like pick up the car, even though I'm not talking to Lydia on the app. It's like one of his associates. Like it, there's it's a whole business there. Like people make a lot of money turning out cars, I okay. guess. So this Lamborghini we rent, super nice, super nice Lamborghini. Uh, we're, we're using it, you know, I, it, this one, I like more than the F type. I still don't like either as much as my Tesla. Like it is, they are not as quick <laughs> as the Tesla. Like I, I don't really I don't care, care what, for the Lamborghini. It's yeah. not really up to my standards. I, I know it sounds so ridiculous to say Gary, but renting the, the Lamborghini was like $110 for the day. I mean, it was, it was nuts. It's like, yeah, that's that very cheap. Yeah. It's very affordable. Yeah, like I would get like I would sound like a huge douche. Yeah, I rented it. It was like four hundred dollars and like you know whatever. But like no, like it's it was like it was why not? Yeah, it's you the know? same cost as what would be like a normal rental. Exactly. So it turns really honestly, cool. I'm yeah, I'm shocked by that because I, I feel like you could just rent the car for like five years and probably it's still worth less than the value of the car. And by that time, it would be like mostly depreciated if it's at that, that at that rate. I mean, like, how does insurance and shit work? Because like at least with these car rental places. Yeah, so insurance will actually work. And great question, office. Insurance, we'll use the person's insurance that's driving, right? So they have your license okay. information. 
So if something were to happen, yes, it would, they would go through your insurance. They also have secondary insurance or third-party insurance. I forget what the term is, where you can buy through the app as well, just for an extra layer of protection, which I happen to do here just because it's a nicer car. It was like an extra yeah, makes sense. $14 or something, but it's optional. It's not like one of those things where like, yeah, it's like $110, but you have to get insurance every time, right? So yeah. here's, here's essentially what happened, guys. I'm driving. Things are good. You know, coming near the end of the trip, everything, you know, planned last second per usual, but did a ton of stuff this trip. Lots of things within like the five days, right? So we're driving back from the Big Sur area on the highway. Things are good. There's a waste management truck. Uh, the waste management truck is just a few cars ahead. Yeah, you love them. That's good. Well, you know what I don't love is when a bag of trash comes flying out of the waste management truck. It was like plastic <laughs> bottles, a recycling bag, I suppose, and falls onto the freeway. Now, I just want to say here that this is all a story that I made up. Uh, this is all alleged stuff. This is not a true story that I am telling right now. I just want to clarify this to anyone listening. Oh, yeah, this is a fake story. This is a fake story. Uh, I like to call it theater of the mind. So let me just clarify. This is theater of the mind. So This is for purely entertainment purposes. Purely entertainment. This is not a true story. So in this story, um, the recycling bag flies out. And <laughs> the car in front of me swerves off of the freeway into like where you would like... I forget what it's called. Like the shoulder. The, the lanes... The shoulder, the emergency, the, lane, lane. the emergency lane, yes. And then on the left, there's like two cars because there's a lot of traffic, right? So I, it swerves immediately. And then I see the big bag of trash. So in this alleged story that I'm making up, I would have three options. And the three options are to sw go right into the two cars on my left, hit them with the Lamborghini, or hit the car to just swerve to the right in the emergency lane, or hit like the trash bag just a little bit, like kind of on the side, right? So in this situation, I would imagine I would just hit the trash bag on the side, right? Uh, so that is what I did in this story. And in this story, I there was a huge noise, not feeling great about what just happened, you know, <laughs> continue driving. In this story, I also see almost what looks like, you know, when on Apple, when you send a congratulations text, and then all the confetti comes flying well, out. Imagine you, that, but can, with plastic can just, bottles. Can I just ask? So you're so let me get this straight. You're basically concerned that this car rental company is going to listen to this podcast and hey. accuse you unless you put a disclaimer on it saying this is a theoretical story that did not happen. Gary, I'm not really sure what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about either. No, Gary. Gary, no, no. <laughs> Gary, you're, you're reading far that serious, into what I Charlie. said. You can just no, you can just admit what you did. It's okay. Like the, I'm sure the car was fine. Gary, you know? this is this is a I'm trying to make content for the podcast. My trip was extremely boring. I don't even I didn't even rent a luxury car. But let's just say in this story that's what happened and there was an explosion of plastic bottles behind me. He's, right? He's really so, committed to it. He's so committed to it. <laughs> he so can't go back. That now. happens. I keep driving, baby. I'm just like, I don't even want to know what happened. I feel like it's gotta be fine. It's just plastic bottles, you know, yeah. like people drinking. Who can Nothing happened. Car's fine. Everything's good. So eventually we get to our next destination. We look at the front of the car. It's a little scuffed up. Not too bad. You know, it's like in the story. There's like, I would imagine maybe like a little, like some scratches that don't look deep. 
uh, just on the surface, some scuff marks, very small, but a little noticeable if you're really looking for it, right? So if I were faced with this in this story, uh, I would look up the nearest auto zone or something and then try to get something to kind of get the buff out the scratches, I think is what they say, uh, and maybe get like a theoretical kit to fix it, which I did in this story. And it came out good. But here's oh, the problem. Nice. The problem is there were, in this story, four different <laughs> sensors on the front of the car. Like these little circles just like throughout the front bumper in this story. And there is a big black hole uh, where one of the sensors should have been. Uh, it was just empty. And the sensor was gone. So... Ooh. On a alleged Lamborghini, this is not good, right? So I also wasn't sure if the sensor was there beforehand. I don't know. It could have not been there for all I know. Probably was there. But anyways, go drop off the car. It's late at night. The guy you know, is there. I'm telling him, love the car. It was great. Smooth ride. He's not asking many questions. He doesn't care. He said everything good. Like He didn't get into any accidents. I didn't get into an accident in this story. You know, there was a, a trash bag that happened to be near me, but there was no accident with another car. So I, I told him I did not get into an accident in this story. And then he closed it out and gave me five stars. And that's the end of it. I got away with damaging a Lamborghini well, in the story. Don't worry. Yeah, he can't, he can't come back to you after he issued five stars. That's, that's legally binding. <laughs> so. you, you can't take away five stars. It's done. It's done. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Just like you but, can't take your one star away from Jose. Did you give him five stars? I did. I gave him five stars. Perfect. Good. What a perfect uh, yeah. end to a hypothetical story. So, yeah. So, in this hypothetical story, guys, do you think, first off, what do you think about my actions in this story I've made up? I'm surprised you weren't a total dick and gave the guy one stars again based on your track <laughs> record personally, but. Charlie, I think you did exactly uh, what I would have done in this situation. In a hypothetical story of mine in my most recent trip, um, I had uh, parked the car at Starbucks as soon as I had gotten the rental, um, gone on a you know quick brisk walk um, in the city, and then come came back to Starbucks to find that the uh, car had been hit in the parking lot um, within five minutes. <laughs> very good, very very good start to the trip, and I also had uh, in the story. Uh, made up, of course, returned it in the evening time, and uh, there was no problems to be had. It was a wonderful story. <laughs> I feel like the statute of limitations has run out on that, probably, so you can just own up to it in uh, office. You, how, what do you think a week is in my hypothetical story? Do you think the statute of limitations get there? Uh, no, I mean, I, like I said, I think once the star rating has been issued, you've gotten away with it. You've gotten away with it. He's not going to go back and I'm sure they've they've probably um, rented it out to somebody else at this point, so they would notice the sensor. You know, once it's once it goes to somebody else, then you're off the hook. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I hope in this story yeah. that that's what happens. I hope so. You worried they're going to bill you like two hundred thousand dollars for like the little sensor <laughs> no, thing? The, the most would be. Uh, yeah. I mean. I would be on the hook for a lot for a Lamborghini sensor, but not the full cost with the insurance in this story. But that I, I just thought in general, Turo is a great app. Don't recommend uh, alleged or fake accidents on there. Drive very safe with other people's cars, guys. Always recommend that. But Turo is a really cool app. You can get really cheap 
car rentals and cool cars. That was a very detailed story. I, frankly, I forgot we were even talking about the app. That was. Oh, no, I'm, I'm very <laughs> just, I was just... so no so immersed in the story. You know. Well, I mean, it was it was a very impactful thing that happened to me in this fake story yeah. on the trip that I was very anxious about in the story that's being told. So, <laughs> for every detail, I'm still anxious. But I'm always anxious. But also, Dofus, I feel like this has not been asked a while. But how the hell are you, my man? Um, I was actually quite upset when uh, this was not asked earlier. Um, I actually <laughs> started getting anxious. I felt like I was being replaced by who? But aside from these feelings. I feel great. Uh, it's Thanksgiving coming up this week. You know, That's all right. I can just picture is just Thursday morning. People are getting ready to start, you know, you know, cooking up all of their food. But before they start their day, they really just got to, you know, open up Spotify or Apple Podcasts, start listening to the podcast, really start their day off strong and that's what I'm envisioning. And it looks like a perfect day, if you ask me. I think when you manifest it, it'll happen. I think our listeners are going to love this Thanksgiving Day episode. They're going to love all the content on here, including some follow-ups from your exclusive episode with just Gary, uh, where you guys brought up a very uh, dividing topic. that I, Gary and I have been talking about this since college. I think this actually first came up in college when Gary and I lived together. I remember this debate oh, wow. uh, coming up, but it was brought up again. Uh, you know, when you are using the restroom, going number two, uh, do you sit or do you stand when you are cleaning up after everything? I, I will say, as a proud stander, I'm not surprised at the results. I think that the awareness to standing is low, uh, and but once people stand and understand standing, <laughs> it is the optimal choice. Um, I would also like to call out before I give the poll. Uh, statistics here novice on the podcast uh i will say that your method is sitting and you do it from back to front uh which which is what uh, you I said on the podcast yes yes uh, i don't understand is, how this is confusing like what <laughs> uh, i think that's what, what i do what do you think do you you've mean been doing you it think? for years <laughs> i don't know it's an unconscious movement guys well, it, okay. that sounds gross. Yeah, and I will nervous. have you know, oh, this goes back to, Gary, you asked me how I heard the podcast while I was in California. I shit you not. Um, and I didn't even mean to say that. That that part of the podcast was what I listened to while that happened in my fake story. Oh, wow. wow. I had it on in the car because I had a little bit <laughs> of a long a, drive to get you back have to a the bad San right, So are you, getting, are you getting stressed out now that we're talking? I mean, we just talked about the story itself, but... Like oh, the no, it's not that you have a negative with association story. with this. Okay. No, no, it's fine. That's good. But I'll just have you know, I was actually listening to this poll that you or a topic you guys brought up when this happened. Uh, but anyway, the, the details just keep adding on to this theoretical story. I know. I know. It's the, there's so yeah. many layers to peel back here. So many. But we'll peel back what the poll results are. So 64% of you all voted for sit. 36% are in the stand gang, as you should be. Stand squad, stand up. You already know what it is. That's the right way to do it. But I have some additional data here. Um, and I will say that I feel like this poll, a lot of people did not participate. I think people are maybe just a little shy about this subject. And I understand only 26% of people that viewed the poll participated in this poll. It's usually quite a bit higher than that. Still one in four. That's pretty good compared to, I think, a lot of people's content. But still, I would say that, that that's lower than usual. And of those numbers, 32% were female. 
So usually it skews higher with female voters uh, on our polls, actually on Instagram. And then taking it to the next level, 35% of the sitters that voted were girls and 33% of the standards that voted were girls as well. So very interesting, the breakdown here. That is interesting. Um, I'm surprised, uh, honestly. Yeah, I'm surprised that there's... But I feel like when we've done this poll in the past uh, among colleagues, (laughs) it usually comes out a little bit more roughly even. Yeah. So I, I don't believe in the numbers. Um, in this one, I, I'm just surprised I, that there's female standards because I didn't think I, I just I just assumed that they would all sit. Um, it just seems like easier, I guess. But uh, I mean, because you're already sitting every time you go to the bathroom. But you know, frankly, uh, I do that as well for the most part. You know, which we had that conversation with another friend of ours. Do you sit when you just go number one as a guy? And I'm not ashamed oh, to admit sometimes. Out of comfort, you know, I work at home. Like, I don't have any problem sitting down and and taking a break and looking at my phone, even if I'm just going number one. I would do that at home, maybe, but definitely, like, not at work. Like, absolutely not. Like, I'm not going out of my way to do that. I've I've never done that. I I don't think I've ever done that purposely, ever. (laughs) But... That's. I appreciate you being honest, Gary. I would appreciate if more of our Instagram audience was honest with themselves just to vote in the poll. You, you guys know your answer. You would have liked to have seen it. It's okay, though. I'm not going to shame you all. But I might have to shame both of you guys. You've been promising Fat Charlie content for a long time. And it seemed like last week was the week. That was the week Fat Charlie content was going. It was going to be on there. You both decided it. And it didn't happen. Yeah, Charlie, There's I fans was... reaching out. I see it. I was so ready, especially the day the podcast dropped. You had come back into town. I, I've never felt more ready to drop this content. Um, but you've looked, a, mm-hmm. looked like you gained a couple pounds after that trip. You know, I didn't want to. I don't want to. You know, it triggered. <laughs> it, it, it all went straight know. to the face. It all yeah. went straight to the face. It's like that. It's like that. That uh, meme with like the picture of the cat, where it's like just his face, and he looks like he's normal and thin, and then like the the full body of the cat is like this. All huge right, Gary, fat. don't go so far, man. It's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I no, mean, I'm I just trying to justify your reason. You're right. Gary. You ain't wrong. I gained a little bit of weight over in San Francisco. I was eating my ass off, dude. I'm in Chinatown getting dim sum, getting all the As food you should. No, as you should. I don't blame you. I, I went mean, to if you don't, 49ers football game, unlimited food there, there for go. some reason for free. Yeah, it was great. I don't go. know. Yeah, there was. No, uh, you're doing something wrong if you don't gain weight on vacation. No. Nah, Michelin star restaurants, why not? I mean, it was just, it was a fun time eating. But you know what? I would say to you, Nafis, it's Thanksgiving week, baby. Everyone's getting fat. We getting thick. Post the content. I don't feel bad. Everyone getting thick. The two C's. It's coming, guys. I will. Maybe three for some of us. It's coming. Three what? C's. Thick with three C's. I'm like a solid 1.5 C's right now. Maybe two. It's all I know is it's bulk season. You you can wear and it's going to be a little bit chilly this coming week. I think in South Florida, so you can get away with you know, wearing your winter clothes and hide some of that weight you gained over the holidays. I think I will, Gary. I think I will. I'm looking forward to that. I got, I got a nice chocolate pecan pie. I got a chocolate pecan pie for Thanksgiving, which I'm excited to try. That Um, does sound good. That is not, that is not one of the things that made 
the Mount Rushmore last week, but um, they had that bad boy at Whole Foods, so I had to go for it. We had a uh, sweet potato pie recently, Office and I. That was good. That was good. Also uh, yeah. with uh, Publix ice cream. Perfect. We did. Have, yeah. My So my father <laughs> uh, listened to the podcast and he procured a Dutch apple pie, a regular apple pie, and vanilla ice cream from Publix, uh, just like anonymous listener number one had asked for in his Mount Rushmore of pies. Back to that episode. Okay. So, very so thoughtful. He is, very thoughtful. He is hashtag logged on, like without doubt. He Wait, and hashtag. so you got you guys tried the the two apple pies with I, the ice cream? I didn't even give it a chance. I did. Oh my god! What he goes out and, and is nice enough to get you the apple pies, and you don't even give it a chance, Gary. I couldn't even describe to you how I felt in that moment. Um, I was almost asleep at the table at that point, and I was embarrassed with how many times I had yawned. But I somehow ate at least like a quarter of that pie by myself, like the the sweet potato, and that was on fire. That was good. I, I somehow okay. had a second wind. Yeah, it did was kind of like a Friendsgiving you... type thing, but like at my parents' house too. Uh, I did also you know want it to be known that um, the... Charlie's mother's favorite dish uh, was the one that I had brought, which was Publix fried chicken. All right, can I get a word in now, please? Yes. Did you know? <laughs> did you know at the time that you devoured a quarter of the sweet potato pie? Did you know that the apple pies were there? Oh yeah, especially the Dutch one. I saw people like putting that on their plates. It didn't even look good. Okay. It just looked like it was intentional. Points. It was yeah. intentional. You had you never had any intention of trying the, the no. apple pie. Well, Charlie, what was your verdict on the apple pies? So I've had apple pies before. I mentioned that I don't like apple pies. I think that they're overrated. They're like all gushy, even when they're warmed up. You know, the crust is fine, but that's just pie crust, you know? The, I, I'm not a big fan. And nothing has changed. Uh, the vanilla ice cream from Publix, I will say, is top notch. It was like the Green Wise Publix vanilla ice cream. So perhaps it's organic with it the really best ingredients. It did hit different. That ice cream was phenomenal. Anonymous listener number one, like you're right. It did. If there's anything that can help the apple pie, it's that. But it's just not the pie for me, man. I just don't By like way, apple pies. Dutch or regular, doesn't matter. Speaking of organic stuff, do you usually shop organic? And if so, like, what do you think is the Ooh. best and worst organic stuff? Because I, I can come up with one thing off the bat that is absolutely horrendous organic, and that is peanut butter. It is oh my the God. freaking worst yes. thing in the world. <laughs> You're so right. I don't want I my peanut butter, peanut butter to have olive oil like substance just it's squeezing so out of it it's all so the bad. time. And then some people are like, oh, just mix it in. It's fine. It, it's never oh, fine. No. It's never fine. It, I, I don't know who these people are. What I don't they're care doing. how healthy it is, whatever uh, I, the benefits are. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. <laughs> give me Jif, baby. Give me Peter Pan. Give me whatever. Yes. All, all the generic ass brands. Like I am with you. I do not want organic peanut butter ever. It's just too slimy. I can't do it. I can't then, come up with anything else that's so bad as organic. Even I just was curious. It, yeah, if you pour out the oil, dude, it's still terrible. It's like mushy. It's like it's like <laughs> ice then it gets cream like that dry, doesn't melting. it? Yeah, and then like you put it Ew. on bread and it's like oozing out of the bread. It's like you, there's no what are you doing with it? <laughs> You're just crying. Anybody out there? It, like literally, <laughs> I am saying this in all seriousness and no like just no personal offense, but if you are out there listening and you like organic peanut butter, just just unfollow. Just unfollow the pod. <laughs> Like, damn! Honestly, leave a one star rating. 
Like if you if you oh, like no, organic, don't 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 do that. Don't want nothing to do with that. I defy anyone to say that they like organic peanut butter. I don't. I don't know one person in real life who likes it. Do you like it, Nolan? Uh, I can't say. I don't know if I've actually had organic peanut butter. Um, yeah, because I feel you're not if I did that, it would have a similar reaction to you, Jesus. Doesn't seem too memorable to me. This this is a hill I'm willing to die on right here. Organic I'm right peanut butter there with you. I will say though, I do prefer to buy organic things when I'm given the choice. Um, but I'm not gonna go like out of my way for it a lot. I especially now, most of my grocery shopping is at Trader Joe's, and it's like all organic already. Right. Like the one time I consciously make this choice at Trader Joe's is sometimes I'll buy like. They have brown rice that's frozen that you can heat up very quickly that I like a lot. And you can either buy just regular brown rice or organic brown rice. It's maybe like 50, <laughs> 60 cents more. And I always buy the organic one. Oh, nice. And yeah, you know, I'm balling like that's that. Fine. I mean, if you can't <laughs> tell the difference, if I mean, I don't know. If the price is negligible, you know, I, I, I can understand. Like, get organic. The produce, what I, I don't, frankly, I don't really understand the, the <laughs> benefits health-wise. Or... Yeah, I mean, I, nothing against organic stuff in general. Just peanut butter. That's it. That's it. I'm with you, dude. You, I went off on that as soon as you mentioned it. I love how much you guys freaked out as soon as I dared someone to leave a one-star review. It's like, we can't. Can we stop no, talking we about that? Okay. Yeah, Gary, <laughs> cut that shit out. Okay, Charlie. I railroaded us again. Okay, let's keep going. Sorry. Let's don't even give people that idea. Five stars early, please. But Gary, yeah. do you have any ideas on what we should do now on the podcast? Um... Let's get into some trending tech news. Hell yeah, Gary. That's exactly what I was looking for, baby. The office, I think you were talking about some chip news last week, right? Oh, you know I love chips. Especially like salt and pepper chips. Delicious. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> salt and pepper, pepper chips. chips. Oh, we got this one that's like horseradish. That, that one is honestly fire. Best chips ever. From Trader Joe's. But uh, talking about actually chips that are in uh, electronic devices, computers, monitors, all of the above. Uh, if you haven't heard it by now, there's a shortage worldwide. Things are becoming more expensive. Really annoying for probably everyone. Uh, but Samsung has announced it's going to build a massive $17 billion chip making plant in Taylor, Texas. Um, the official announcement should come out as soon as today. Um, cut that shit. Talk out. I don't know why I read that shit out loud. What the hell's going on in Taylor, Texas, aside from chip making? <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of Taylor, Texas. Do you have any sure idea when it's going to be announced? Not this. <laughs> any ideas when they're going to announce this? <laughs> perhaps today. Uh, perhaps tomorrow. Oh, okay, cool. Well, obviously, this is. I, I mean, we don't know what. What is this going to be built? Do we know anything about this? <laughs> um. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> Link is loading. It's redirecting me. Oh, it's oh a there's a paywall uh, for Wall Street <laughs> Journal. Oh, my God. I may need to subscribe. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll certainly help with the chip shortages, right, Office? I mean, it, it is affecting a lot of things. And I think you mentioned it on the last pod where, you know, TV prices, you're not going to see as many discounts maybe as you would have saw in previous years, monitors as well. People having issues buying certain computer configurations, 
Uh, obviously, it's hitting the EV market quite a bit. You know, Tesla things are back ordered a lot. So this is a perfect opportunity, obviously, for Samsung, uh, anyone else that's going to probably be redirecting their supply chain a little bit more into chip making. But it, this is affecting more than what people realize, right? Yeah, it, and it's all over the place. And the weird thing is it's not just, um, you know, when it comes to the supply chain stuff, it's not just all the chip making stuff. It's also like, I guess, how shipping containers ship and like the whole fugazi of like the last like year of, you know, shipping containers being left at different ports and then, you know, essentially not being redirected to the right places. So the combination of both, just a lack of chips and then just actual transportation of goods from one place to another has just sort of messed everything up. I don't think there, I think like the projections are, it won't get back to normal until like end of 2022, early 2023. Yeah, that's a long time. I think on the consumer side, most things aren't terrible with chips, but yeah, I think it's more of like a business thing. If you're like buying commercial or just like bulk volume of stuff, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. And what's interesting is, so another topic we actually have this week uh, this has not seemed to affected Apple in any way. Uh, well, they work on their first EV, which is called, or it's under the name Project Titan. So this is kind of their division within Apple that's working on making their first electric vehicle. Uh, they were initially supposed to have been planning for a 2026 to 2028 uh, launch of the Apple EV. So still quite a few years. But now they've said that they plan to debut this fully driverless electric vehicle. So not even uh, like a Tesla that's, you know, while eventually it can be driverless, allegedly, uh, once all this stuff is built out, uh, this one will be driverless, ready to go upon release by 2025. A lot of people think that's very aggressive. Uh, and also, too, thinking more beyond just the tech and the chips behind and everything like that, uh, regulations that allow for this too, all the testing that needs to be done. It, it, there's a lot for that to work out, which is essentially three years away. So it's not a long time in the grand scheme of things, but a lot of people are finding it interesting that they are very confident now all, all of a sudden. I mean, it's kind of wild because you don't see any any info about it, about what's going on in like behind the scenes, like not even any kind of prototypes or visuals. Which, I mean, it makes sense for being Apple, but... It seems aggressive. I mean, like, let's say just like without even thinking about the regulation and other stuff they'd have to get past to like, like if they just had a vehicle that they can just drive itself and it's great, like not being in that space at all, like making small devices seems kind of, kind of nuts, but maybe, I mean, they make hardware and software for themselves. Who knows? Go Apple. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that's interesting too, is so the chip shortages actually probably won't affect them too much because Apple, so like they have done with their, their MacBooks and we've talked about this, is they've now moved to their own chipset, right? So they're not using like other uh, companies' chips, uh, so to speak. Uh, the same is going to happen here when it comes to the Apple car uh, under Project Titan, where it's an in-house purpose-built chip uh, is what they're calling it. Uh, and it's apparently it was still designed by NVIDIA. So they're a company that does a lot of different graphics cars, chipsets uh, for their vehicles, but apparently they kind of took it in-house from that initial, I guess, concept that they were utilizing. Uh, they're also going to be using different types of batteries that are going to be safer, cheaper uh, than what's currently used right now in a lot of EVs. So they're promoting that as well. Uh, Tesla also is going to be using that same type of uh, battery type, though, in, in the near future, too. 
uh, and this is called, I'm, I know you were curious, Gary, the lithium iron phosphate batteries, uh, the LFPs for short. You probably know it by that. Those are the, the safer, cheaper batteries. Oh, I love are, a good LFP. I love a good so LFP. Do I. I like a good RFP. You guys know RFPs in business world? Request for proposal. proposal yeah. That's right, baby. You yes, get a request partner. for proposal out there from vendors. They're giving you some what they're they're pitching you. Then you pick the right RFP. You hire them. You get going. But no LFPs. We're talking batteries here. No, but honestly, from from a business standpoint, I don't know if anybody can catch um, Tesla at this point because. I thought that they were like producing their own lithium batteries. Like they had built like plants to literally like mine the lithium and like make them without any middleman in between or something like, I don't know all the details on it, but it just seems like they're ahead of the game on everybody. So I don't even know if like Apple for as large of a company as they are and all the resources they have, if they can even catch Tesla at this point in like the EV race. I think if anyone has a chance to, I feel like it could be Apple how long it would take to catch them, though, it would take a while. They would really have to come out with something extremely innovative. I mean, I, I love Apple products. It's Don't weird get me wrong. because, like, it's think about hard, Tesla though. and like when they started selling cars. Like, they first had to go through an upward battle of being this no-name brand for people to start buying and kind of going through the motions. Or at least Tesla's kind of paved the way of knowing that EVs are or a legitimate solution. And then Apple being just a big brand can just get a lot of people to start ordering off rip. I think it just comes down to how well they're able to keep a tight supply chain, which I think they're, they're good at doing, but I don't know about this battery situation, Gary. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, they'll probably be able to coexist assuming Apple can make a, a car that doesn't look like a total, like, nerd mobile like the google cars or whatever like i, I don't know like the little <laughs> things that look like smart cars um, oh my god yeah what do you no. what do you think they're gonna call it the apple like what are they gonna call their car um the i whip i don't know the i whip is good i mean it might just be i car i've i haven't put any apple thought into car. it charlie i'm sorry the apple I, mean, I, car. I just came up with the question don't worry. apple apple car is yes revolutionary let's go I, with it so I guess, all right, I guess a better question would be, do you think they're going to keep it simple like Apple Car? Are they going to come up with something unique? Oh, they're going to come up with something unique, I think, for this particular thing. It'll be like, I mean, like the like the Astro, like the Amazon Astro. It'll be like something along those lines. What I will say, though, is what has Apple ever done that, though, right? They have yeah, the like, Apple Watch. They have, I mean, I guess AirPods could be like a little different. Uh, the iPhone, uh, iPad. It would have to be iCar or Apple Car. I'm leaning more towards that than a unique name, actually. They'll come up with something. I, b- I believe what? in you, Apple. I they got a great team. Perfect. The iWhip. <laughs> I, t- I don't feel like they're going to go with iWhip, but it's it's not bad. Yeah. Well, speaking of EVs and Teslas and Apple Cars and iWhips, um, JP Morgan filed a $162 million lawsuit against Tesla. Um, for, I guess, like, you know, stiffing them on some sort of contractual obligations. Um, but what I think is more funny about this whole situation is uh, Elon Musk's response to this whole thing is that he says, uh, as told by the Wall Street Journal, if JP Morgan doesn't withdraw their lawsuit, I'll leave them a one-star review on Yelp. Uh, and Gary, don't even say it. Gary, I know what you're thinking. What, what am I thinking? Do not leave us a one-star review if you like peanut butter. 
that's organic. Charlie goes around like giving out one star reviews like they're candy. So I, I mean, I, I did it one time. Yeah. When the guy threatened to fight, he just, me. He just so did it so flippantly. I just it seemed like something that it wasn't your first time. That's all I'm saying. No, I no, don't give one star reviews. <laughs> I'll like not review. Actually, it's absolutely you know, not his first time. No, I saw the meme afterwards that I think he also retweeted of like it was like Elon with like a Karen haircut, and that's what I. I feel like we should make a meme of Charlie with a Karen haircut now Now that I think about it. Um, uh, it's, I feel like he's on this big power trip where he feels like he can do no wrong. And he's just like fucking with like all these powerful people. It's kind of funny to watch. Like we live in this timeline where like the richest person in the world is like a total weirdo and like just it acts crazy on Twitter all the time. But like it's entertaining at least. This is what he was aiming for. It could for be worse. Was. I mean, he... All things considered, for being the richest person on earth, I mean, he's pretty nice, right? I, I mean, mean I, he, I don't know him he personally. Be, he's probably super like weird. Publicly, and I, I yeah. Mean, I mean, I feel like you you kind of have to be probably willing to like step on some people to make it like to the billionaire level. But um, I don't know. I, I or mean, create he's, PayPal. He's, he's made a great business, so you got to give him credit for that. Yeah, that is true. But I do think the more important thing here is Yelp reviews and leaving one star on Yelp. And um, Gary, have you ever done this? Have you left a one star review on Yelp because you were so fed up with an establishment or a restaurant? I've never left any review on Yelp. I'm not a Yelp. That I think is the norm, honestly. I think most people <laughs> haven't. Yeah. And usually people only go to do that or Google reviews like when they're really upset about something, right? And they're like, oh my God, like I, I need to like speak my mind or whatever. Uh, I don't think that's the case here. I was just thinking about it and I definitely, I was thinking I only left like two reviews on Yelp that were only positive because I, you know, at one time thought I wanted to be a Yelp elite person and then started trying to do it. And then I was like, nah, I don't care. Um, But I did definitely leave one bad review on Yelp. And it was after like this one service really got me upset. And I just went on like every single platform and left like a bad review for them. What was the service? Um, It was like, um, what's it called like it i i it's like to treat against bugs i, I don't know why like the the words they're no failing. longer in business because nafis left all those one yeah, star reviews we can't, we can't even remember their name they're just completely yeah. blown off the place of the yeah, planet they're done. but what i so i also it's a lot of work to do yelp reviews i had motivation like once like five years ago to like post like four reviews for restaurants i like near me full detail i'll do it once in a while Google reviews, I'll leave them if like, someone like asks totally me for up one. your alley, too. Yeah, it is. It is so up my alley. Hey, I would let me love, ask you like, this. Let me ask I, you this. But I just can't do it. I'm just so too busy. I, I go by Google reviews a lot. And so I'll go to a restaurant, let's say, that has like a 4.9. And I'll be like really confident that it's going to be great. And then right when you get there, you sit down, whatever. Like I've had this happen a couple of times where they're like, oh, if you give us a five-star review, you can get like a free drink or something like that. And then it's like... yeah. It just seeps into my head like, oh, man, like that 4.9 is actually like probably pretty fraudulent because like this is why, you know, the rating is so high. So they're not allowed to do that. But I mean, not allowed in the eyes of Yelp really? and Google and like who's mm-hmm. mod- Yeah, you're, you're definitely not allowed to do that. And almost any platform where there's a rating involved, if you offer an incentive for a good rating that is not just part of the standard service in expectation for a five star, like just flippantly saying it. 
not allowed like in any of the guidelines it's so interesting because it was literally yeah. posted on their menu like it was on the, the front well, i mean it was i mean just, you were probably weren't at some corporate restaurant that like abides by rules well, this was stuff. this was in japan so they might have different uh, rules there uh, yeah uh, yeah okay well that that could be different even though i'm sure their policies They're are still saying, like they don't want people to do that it's just you know the, the the, I mean, the place was still great. Don't give you, it wasn't like the place was bad. It was just like, you know. Yeah, he just felt normally, dirty after being there. It, it probably was, wouldn't normally be a 4.9. He that's was all swayed I'm saying. after seeing hmm. the data. Yeah. It's a tourist trap. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit, yeah. One of the things I do like with Google reviews. So what I would say is the best way to kind of look at them is I like to sort by newest. Like, of course, see the total aggregate score, right? When you're looking at it, like 4 point whatever, see what it is like how many of each review type there is. But if you look at the newest reviews, a lot of times you will get a good mix of, hey, if there's like 2,000 reviews and then you just scan very quickly the 10 latest reviews and two of them are negative and then you just see like basic stuff that are positive, you have a really good idea of what's been going on recently there, right? So to me, that's always one of the more important things to do, even on Amazon too. Amazon reviews, we could spend a lot of time talking about Amazon reviews. There's a lot of things in there that are weird. There's services that oh, literally yeah. are created to generate Amazon reviews, to moderate Amazon reviews, so to strange. fact check them or just security check them. I mean, it's a whole ecosystem, Amazon reviews. There's how businesses they are. fully surrounded yeah. around that, which is wild. It, I get ads. I know. There's people make testing. a living off of yeah. Amazon reviews. It's nuts. It's like just reviews on a site. But, um, if you sort Amazon reviews by newest, I also find that to be extremely helpful as well. That's a, just a tip I would okay, give Okay, that's anyone. a good tip. That's a good tip. So yeah. you can get into the bottom of it with reviews. I have something I actually wanted to bring up uh, that's somewhat related to reviews, and that is YouTube removing the dislike button Ooh, or removing yes. the, the – not the button, but the the count uh, of dislikes when you open up a video on YouTube, Yo, which I, I personally – That shit was hilarious, bro. <laughs> I personally uh, dislike it very much um, <laughs> because I feel like it hurts smaller content creators who that's might exactly not have – exactly who I'm trying to hurt the most. Yeah, well, yeah. No, I mean, that's is, fair. Is that, um, is that live yet or – yeah, it is. I noticed it earlier today. There was. Like, I mean, I just went on YouTube and it it had a dislike count. Really? On a video. I pulled up that. a video earlier today and it it did not. They're AB um, testing it, guys. I I am on one of the latest videos that I've watched, which was putting on a cat TV for my cat Axel, uh, which is sensory like stimulation for cats. And I there see right there. the dislike button. Well, I am on desktop right now. Maybe mobile's implemented this. That's true. Only. I'm yeah. on desktop, desktop right I now and I don't it. see the dislike count. I see obviously the button, but the count's gone for me. On desktop or mobile? Desktop. So I'm on desktop and I see 33 dislikes on this cat TV video. Right I also now. purposely I... went out of my way to dislike this video just to see if the count would increase. Um Nothing has changed. So, so now I just I have just to saw it increase. Now, I, what I want to know is because I I normally go solely by the like to dislike ratio as to whether I'm gonna like use my time watching a video or using it for advice or whatever. Is there an alternate 
uh, to YouTube that I can use in the meantime before they get rid of this stupid ass new policy? No, Gary, there's not. There's uh, no you're alternative. Just, you're gonna, no, maybe t- hey, maybe I'll download feasible. TikTok now. I can download can TikTok. They have like cooking stuff, right? Honestly, I need, I need cooking tips and just little stuff like that. That's TikTok. what I need. So first off, and like, and like little the like DIY, DIY around the house stuff. Yeah, like that's that's what I need YouTube for. For that stuff. Okay, dude, you should you should get on TikTok. I'm going to TikTok. Yeah. All right. Well, it's, well, that's great news regardless, but I, I will say that I agree that the dislike removal is – this is giving a lot of power to YouTube. YouTube – so my answer to you originally was like, no, there's not an alternative to YouTube. And like, yeah, like sure, maybe there's Vimeo. Maybe there's like some weird – but there's really not. There, there's no yeah. alternative to YouTube. It's just like let's be real. Like are there platforms that could, but there's no content. So they have the power to remove the dislikes, uh, the amount at least being shown – and what this gives them is one, if there is content that is not liked by people, obviously you won't know that. You won't come in with preconceived notions. You won't have that transparency and you will consume the video one way or another, whatever that way is. And so YouTube has made it easier in a way for bad content to still get views. And when bad content still gets views, YouTube still gets ad revenue. So that helps them out a little bit. In that way, right? But the reason why they probably are publicly saying why they do this is there are a lot of cases where there will be hate just on certain topics, uh, maybe something that could be a little bit more bigoted in nature, right? Where it's, is that, that's the right word, right? Where yeah, something yeah. that kind of hate. Yeah. So in, in like, when you, if you dislike something and it starts happening, like it can almost be a form of bullying online, right? So sure, maybe there's that's some exactly use cases. What I'm going for. Yeah, it, I mean, but that, <laughs> that would be is such what you're saying. But honestly, yeah, no, no, no. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. That's the public versus like what's in reality. It it probably ninety nine percent boils down to like the ad revenue, which sucks ass because I I really like don't care to watch something that has like half dislikes and half likes. You know, I'm not. I'm just honestly, not gonna waste I didn't my look time. Honestly, well, too like, much at the likes versus dislikes ratio often on videos. It's, but so if, it, if it had like more same. dislikes than likes, you wouldn't waste your time watching. You'd no, switch to another video, right? Clearly have not looked at that as a thing. So, Gary, what I will offer kind of against what you said, though, is, yes, if I were to see a video that had more dislikes than likes and I'm looking up for tips, I'm going between different videos, I, I would be like, okay, that's not good. This is very probably logical. a bad video. Like, it's a very right? But here's... <laughs> But here's where I will challenge you, Gary. I've never seen that, especially when looking for like an instructional thing or tips, because the YouTube algorithm does not show you videos at, within your search well, that have a, yeah. a worse dislike it's ratio. It's possible so, that yeah, what the hell are you doing? No, it's possible. No, it's possible that no, I might be more. No, I think I'm more picky because I'm more inclined <laughs> to watch a. I'm more inclined to watch a smaller like YouTube channel that has a video that's like a hundred to one likes to dislikes versus like one that's a major YouTube channel. Right. And it's like a hundred thousand likes and like 5,000 dislikes. Like it's, it's the ratio for me, you know, like I'll go Who to a smaller one. If it, Can you send me yeah, these channels? I don't know, man. I, 
I, I watch all kinds now, of shit on YouTube. Everybody watches all kinds of shit on YouTube. I don't know off no, the top like, of my head. That sounds like hard. Yeah, it's hard like, work to find one. Dude, it's the 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 likes and dislikes are right there on like below the video when I pull it up. I can no, easily no, we, see. We, we understand that, Gary. I think the problem what we don't understand is like, all right, let's say. Like, in a, let's say how to I, set saying, up. I'm not just going to automatically right? go to the biggest to the biggest channel, and I feel like that's what's going to happen now. People are just going to automatically go to the biggest channel because it has the most amount of likes. Okay, I'm so I see what you're saying. Likes. I'm probably looking at views. so. So for some reason, Gary, you seem to be very concerned with content creators that don't have a huge backing, not getting the support that they may or may not no, deserve. No, I just, I just want to get Instead of just picking the no, best no, no. content I'm, based look, on popularity. I'm selfish. I don't care about the small content creators. I care about myself getting quality content. So if I can get the best quality content, that's what I'm going to look at is the ratio. Okay, so 100K likes to 5K likes, that, that's the one you should go with every time, especially if it's at the top of the 5K algorithm. 5K is a lot of dislikes. That's a lot of dislikes. Yeah, but 100K likes is insane. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's probably still fine, but I'm just saying, look, I, you guys don't have <laughs> this to agree is what with I recommend. me. I'm just telling you the way I consume stuff Gary, on YouTube, and I, I bet well, I'm not alone. I'm just saying it. Just, yeah, okay, so let's just go to the biggest content creators and the biggest YouTube pages and that and just call it a day. Like, we'll all just watch so, the same shit. So here's the other thing, Gary. It depends on how you search, right? And this doesn't go just for YouTube. So when someone is searching on Google, on YouTube, on any website, how specific are you getting? Are you, if you're, are you typing in like, you know, let's just, I'm going to use a Nest thermostat, right? So a Nest thermostat, yeah, I'm for getting example. pretty specific. Yeah. Okay. That's a, okay. Good. That's a good example. Getting, all right. So if you're getting very like, if you just type in Nest thermostat, like you're gonna have so much stuff. You're gonna have like that same problem. You're like, this isn't even related. I don't know. Huge channels. You're just going over it. If you say how to set one up, you'll probably have a huge channel that'll show you how to set it up very well with this, that type of ratio you put out. But you can scroll down. Maybe you'll find someone that's like a little bit more, you know, for lack of a better term, like a mom and pop, like smaller channel thing, right? But if you type in a very specific thing, that's like how to set up my Nest thermostat for sea wires in a home in cold climate. Like, not that that's ever a thing, but let's just say that was your very specific question, right? So then that's where small content creators will start showing up with very niche things that bigger ones aren't. So that's, I think... I think you hit the nail on the head and I didn't even, I didn't even realize that's what I do, but I think that's what it is because I'll usually like search something on YouTube when I'm like hung up on a very specific thing that I'm doing. Like I'm looking for a specific step in setting up my like X5 pods. I have this like Wi-Fi extender at home and I had like a specific error code. So I had to like look that up and there's not a specific, there's not like a, an Xfinity, you know, video that's like for this specific error code, I need to find like some dude who just figured it out and showed me how to do it. But like, there's a bunch of videos of some dude like showing you how to do it. How do you know which one is like shitty and which one isn't? So I guess that's, you hit the nail on the head. I think that's what it is for me. No, I, I, that makes perfect sense. That is a lot harder when you're getting something very specific and granular, and then you're having to pick between those smaller ones. So we dove in. We figured out the psychology. This is a deep you're not dive. Crazy, right? I still think you're using YouTube. <laughs> How am I? Please enlighten me. How am I supposed to use YouTube? Um, I don't think you should be going solely on this like to dislike ratio. <laughs> I do agree there. <laughs> I, I do agree. It, like, the rest but, of everything but, else you said makes absolute sense. I think that's how everyone else uses YouTube. 
Um, but I do not look for that ratio. I really am I, looking I'm just for... like, I'm not seeking out small content creators. If somebody's yeah, really a big, seeking to see if I'm your not query a vo- is matching the title of the video. Yeah, basically, basically <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking for relevance, you know? And if I'm, if I'm searching something very specific, there's often not anything that with like millions of views that is that granular, you know? But but I appreciate your input, Novice. Thank I, you. Thank you. Well, I'm uh, gonna to totally the mood after this tense topic. Oh, <laughs> uh, we talked about peanut butter earlier, but oh boy, JM Smuckers just recently announced plans to build a 1.1 billion dollar um, plant to produce specifically <laughs> uncrustables after they did 365 million dollars in sales in 2020. Um, real quickly, novice, can you repeat for me um, how expensive this factory is uh, in dollars? Uh, one point one billion dollars. Jesus, <laughs> very good. Okay, You're really being, I, I don't get like this is a holiday week. We're supposed to be spreading the cheer or something, right? We're being such assholes to each other today. I feel like I feel a little spicy. I'm sorry, Gary. I don't yeah, know why. You are a little spicy. Spicy. No, 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 yeah, no. It's fine. It's fine. Like. You can like tell me how to use YouTube and I'll just, you know, duly note that and then go on about my business. Gary, and I will call out that you are usually the first to note when someone says something wrong. And that's usually me. Uh, you know, when I pronounce things in an alternate way uh, is one way you like to put it. Alternate pronunciation. So I was going to let Nafis slide often. on that one. Yeah, I, no, I do correct Charlie I just stumble a lot. words a lot, especially now that I've got this Invisalign and shit. I'm so it, over. It's honestly, it's, it's more so in the text, yeah, so like it, when in the in the group chat, like when he'll use like the the wrong your or your. Um, oh, yeah, that you, you jump on that. Oh, I feel like he know, I I feel like it's gotten to the point where he knows it triggers me, and he does it on purpose. Like I, I feel did like, not do that, it on purpose this week when you called it out. I, I think okay. you always call him out. I actually never do that on purpose. Now that I think about it, I've never done that on purpose to trigger you. But you That's do know the difference, I hope. Mind. The there, there, and there. Of course yeah. I do. Okay, well, I have to clarify because some people are like, <laughs> oh, it's a spelling He, he does work in it's digital not, marketing and has to write copy. I'm, he's usually it's quite not a on spelling point error. No, no, no. I'm I a know. damn good writer. Charlie is a smart guy. I'm not doubting you. I know you know the difference. I'm just saying it, it irks me when people are like, oh, I just spelled it wrong. No, you don't know I'm the irked. fucking difference. I'm irked that you're even bringing this up against this isn't a, I have. I'm full of pet peeves today. I'm getting them all off my chest. We got to get a Mount Rushmore of your pet peeves on a future episode. <laughs> Actually, I, I would well, I very could come much up like with so many. I could come oh, up with so we're many. We're going to do that. We're gonna, that'll be you know what another pet peeve of mine? Is is Actually, you know what? I'll leave it for next time. I'll leave it for next time. No, let's do this pet peeve. Give us another a, a pet peeve. This is a very specific thing, and it's going to sound ridiculous, but... When the corner of like the fitted sheet that goes over your bed like comes mm-hmm. up, you know, and it, like it won't stay down below the bottom of the of the mattress. That that and the three me. other corners are done correctly. Correct. Yes. Yes. yes it, that is the worst. That is. Yeah. I hate. I hate waking up and having like just mattress below me. You know, that's that's not a good feeling. It always happens it, too. It's it's so annoying. This is the the weekly first world problem. I don't have this problem. Yeah, we have beds. Yeah. No, we have nice, nice sheets. <laughs> you don't have this problem? That's good. Yeah, that to me often, honestly. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, no. You probably do a really good job making the bed is probably what it is. Yeah, like you're fancy. sure to get it, get the fitted sheet like well underneath the mattress. I think that's what I need to Maybe do. Maybe my mattress is kind of thin. I don't know. The sheets will shrink over time too. 
Yeah. So you'd think it wouldn't be a problem, but for some reason I, I have that problem. It's possible that my sheets are just too damn big, but in any well, you event. Know what, Gary, maybe you should get some new sheets. It is going to be Thanksgiving weekend. It's Black Friday. I plan on getting You guys talked about some deals. Baby. Yeah, I actually should get some new sheets too. I, I bought sheets last time from a brand that was recommended on Reddit called Brooklinen. Yo, I heard that's so good. So yeah. Brooklyn. Brooklinen, phenomenal oh, sheets. Like they in. are so oh. Brooklinen, a, a little on the pricier side, if I remember correctly, but the quality is great. I've had them for like nearly Honestly, six years. Honestly, hearing it now. from you, you've sold me. I no, was like considering whether I was going to. I'm yeah, I'm sold. Anything that's good enough for Charlie, I know is good enough for me. Great. So Brooklinen, we're all be BBB boys. BBB Brooklinen, boys. I, I, that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, I was like, wait, where is the Brooklinen, but I, whatever. Dude, but we're holy shit, this is expensive. Are you serious with these prices? What's the price? I don't <laughs> What's holy the price, shit? Gary, for like a, a this queen is bed? A queen bed four piece set, one fitted sheet, one flat sheet, two pillowcases, and it is a hundred and seventy five dollars. That's right. That's about right. That's All pretty right. pricey. For nice sheets. <laughs> pricey. All right. So I have a question. Are the pillowcases the ones that like will um like they have a zipper or something on one end? Because I'm fucking mad tired of my fucking pillows coming out of the case. That happens to me often and I'm livid. Oh, no, a pet peeve preview once again. Oh, and uh, no. uh, this is uh my Brooklyn's, I believe, are open. No, fuck they are, that, dude. But they never fall out though, actually. That does not happen with my pillows for some reason but I, I do have like the i have thicker pillows i guess like they're more like the temper pudic I, I have these like um i don't know these, like, like the memory pillows from costco that they're like memory foam cooling but they've got this like yeah. slick cover on them so they just slide out of the fucking cover every day <laughs> all right yeah we're all geared up for thanksgiving everybody's all pissed off and ready for thanksgiving I- i'm having a great time i got back from my trip i'm you're getting back got- into my groove it's thanksgiving baby yeah. and I- what i was gonna say is you know yes you can get sheets among many other things on black friday our last episode talked about some ways you can look out for deals it talked about lots of other topics as well which is gary and office highly recommend going back and catching up if you haven't yet my boys did an excellent job on that episode uh, but we did want to talk a little bit, you know, since we are still here in Thanksgiving weekend and Black Friday, obviously the day after that. So at first I saw this one stat uh, when I was looking up some stuff for this episode, and I thought this was the most useless stat I've ever heard. It said a recent survey reported that 86% of consumers expect to shop over Thanksgiving weekend. Great. of people that buy things are going to buy stuff every Thanksgiving weekend. Like it was, it was like very much highlighted. There's a whole report I could read into about this. 86% of shoppers or 86% of people? They said consumers. Okay. So I would equate them to shoppers. Okay. So you can be a consumer without buying stuff? I think you regularly buy stuff if you're a consumer because you are consuming things. So now I have to click into this article, Gary. I just feel like that you really be a person. I I think like people are consumers by nature. Yep. What, okay. What would you be? Like, you can't be alive and not be a consumer. You we just, just consistently ha- we, produce. That's my all purpose in life. It's like there's a Rick right, and we're... Morty where that's that's your purpose in life is to buy and consume merchandise. So that's there we go. Boils down right, to that. Well, I now have the data from the ICSC. Uh, I do not know what that stands for, but I will tell you that they are predicting this year that consumers will spend on average four hundred and ninety-one dollars between Thanksgiving and Damn. Cyber Monday. 
I can tell you with full Average. confidence, I'm spending way more than that. that. Shit, I, that's, yeah, that's I have a lot of stuff. I've never bought that's, this much shit on Black Friday. Like, I'm yeah, real. That's very you, high you for said average, that was high? though. For, for average? I mean, yeah, it seems People like a lot of stuff so for right every now. Person, for, for every person that's though? spending like a hundred bucks, there's somebody spending a thousand plus. I don't know. When we're thinking I mean, about averages, yes, that is true. I, that's, that, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I suppose. On, I mean, if you, so I've just moved, an office has just moved. There's a, like new technologies need, and maybe you need a laptop, you need a TV. There's a lot of things that can get very pricey, but they'll be discounted. I now. guess you're right. I guess it is the time that people buy like people big do stuff. Wait. Yeah. All year, people they, say I wait till Black Friday for everything, right? For my air fryer, like whatever. Eddie's oh, thing. Reminds think me, of. I need it's, an air fryer too. You do need an air oh, fryer. That's Gary? very oh important. Gosh, yeah, you really need one. Um, but I have gotten more information here. Um, they also estimate that a total of. 108 billion plus will be spent over the weekend, the holiday weekend. I don't know if that's more or less than previous years. The ICSC was not kind enough to put that data here, mm. year over year data, Love which trends. I would like to have. Love to see trending data. Uh, they, but they did say that 36% of consumers plan to choose where to shop based on discounts. And then 31% by product availability. Then 22% by the different types of products. Are they, are what, they getting is the paid? Last, what is that last one? Doesn't even mean shit. I guess if there's like a not like different, like the verity of products at like a fucking store. So they're getting know. paid for these polls, right? Can we start doing some polls like this and, and getting I'm paid for them? I'm trying on Instagram. Those are pretty shitty. I mean, those are terrible. They are. That last one, I'm still, I'm mad at that one. Our polls on this show are only slightly more shitty than those. Wait till you hear more of this data. We got some, I got some more. I'm really glad you actually made me click into this. This is so dumb. All right. So nearly half <laughs> of shoppers, 49%, which is nearly half. They could have just said 49%, but they said nearly half. And then later on, they clarified 49%. We'll shop at brick and mortar stores on Thanksgiving day. Oh, that sounds terrible. But Damn. That's on Thanksgiving Day, which I'll get back to in a People moment. Are crazy man, really? You got Amazon, yeah. you got all this, all these places to buy online, and you're going in on Thanksgiving. Man. People are. I think. I think there's some people too that are still kind of consumed with like the idea of like going there in person, like beating other people to like this limited like amount of whatever they have in the store, and like getting that perfect so deal and coming home. I can home only and, like, see that doesn't work for like maybe like. Um, Doorbuster deals. Oh, I was gonna say like video game consoles, <laughs> like we said in the last episode. You know, like fair, so, like certain. That's a unique that circumstance. Really tough to get. Maybe you have to be in line or some shit. Yeah, but I'm talking doorbuster deals for like freaking dumb things, like the shittiest TV ever. It's like gonna oh, be a hundred dollars. I love busting down the door for a deal. Uh, there's nothing better. Yeah, but so that's only nearly half of shoppers, which is 49% that'll be there on Thanksgiving Day, brick and mortar. And then it says over half, 51%, will plan to only shop online. But three-fourths, which is 73% uh, of consumers, plan to shop either online or either in-store on Black oh Friday. Oh my God, I hate this. These are contradictory. Can I, can, you're, just, you're hurting my brain at this point. And... Let me just tell you, the majority of Cyber Monday shoppers, 81%, you won't believe this, they plan to buy their holiday goods online. 
on Cyber Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I was so fucking bad. <laughs> Wait, that is <laughs> the worst article I've ever read. Is Cyber Monday even like that much of a thing anymore? Because does like, it say oh, does no, it say right? how, okay. what percentage of people it, wipe it, it sitting is, versus it's standing? Not, it's not because everyone fucking they uses should. the internet these days to buy shit online. I wish no, this had sitters versus standers on it. Like honestly. Yeah, like because all the retailers just keep one upping each other. Like, oh, we're starting it on Monday, like five years ago. Now they're starting it like the Friday before. Some people started the month before. No one even cares anymore. Yeah, this people buy shit for cheap for this next couple yeah. of weeks. They just want your business as quick as possible. So it really is a couple of weeks. That's just the way you should think about it. Like, right once you get to mid November, like you're good to go. Like green light, you buy your shit. Just um, look up that price I, tracker, baby, on Camel, Camel, Camel. Oh, you come on, Camel. That's camel, a good site. Amazon price I'm sorry, tracker. I have three more stats, and then I'm done with this article, guys. Three more stats. Are you ready? Of the consumers that are heading to malls this holiday season, all right? This is going to be a shocking one for you guys. So, the consumers heading to malls this holiday season, fifty nine percent of them will go there to shop. <laughs> 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 Now wait. So everybody else is getting into like Auntie Annie. I'm about and... to quit the whole fucking podcast right, right now. Here we go. All right. This one is is pretty good too. 47% they'll dine at a restaurant. 24% they're going to be going to a movie. While just 15% are going to take their child or children to visit Santa Claus. <laughs> Yo, imagine like going to the mall to buy shit on Black Friday and just settling on getting something to eat. And just going home at the mall. Of all yeah, at the at the place that always has the samples you know, of the teriyaki I, chicken. I will, I, I will admit, I mean, I, I admitted um, last week that I was, you know, I went Black Friday shopping in person um, to get my wife's ring all those years ago. So I have been Black Friday shopping in person before. And I feel like it is an event for a lot of people. It's like they just want to yeah. like go out and like be, it's like. It's a thing. As weird as it sounds, it's it's just like a reason to go out, I guess. I don't know. And maybe get, get away it. from your – like if you don't like spending Thanksgiving with your family, if you hate your family for whatever reason, then I guess it's a way to get away from your family. That's another cynical reason, but um, yeah. Well, on Thanksgiving Day, yeah, I, I would see that. I, I think the Thanksgiving Day thing's a bit much. And the good thing, though, and hopefully this is a trend that continues and it's not just kind of um, spearheaded by the recency and the current pandemic, right, in terms of COVID and, and things being a little bit safer and closed down. A lot of retailers, Macy's, Kohl's, Walmart, will be closed in store for Thanksgiving this year uh, and not be open to the public, which has not been the case pre-COVID. Uh for quite a few years now, they would be open on Thanksgiving. Workers would have to work Thanksgiving. Uh, and Target just announced that they're actually doing that. Just today, Target announced that, which I guess they hadn't done that before. So there are a lot of retailers starting to value this a little bit more, pushing a little bit more of the online element or like the whole week or two week period. But I do, going back to what you said though, Gary, I do feel that Black Friday, there is a certain... For some people, like a certain maybe charm or feeling about it, like just they like the vibe. It's like, you know, they're, it's something to do. Maybe it's tradition in a sense, right? Like maybe you meet up with some friends or you go with your family, you hit the mall, you hit some stores. Um, I will remember when I was younger, like a lot younger, even like in high school and like in college, like me and my friends, like, you know, the mall opens up at midnight and like you go there and like you, you like you shop. Like it was like a fun thing that's just like a little bit different than usual, right? Like back then, like I don't know, like if I would really care to do that now. But 
it's I, I can I get it though that I get but I'm an online shopper through and through but like you could easily convince me if like a friend or someone wanted to go like Black Friday shopping like I could be pretty much swayed to do it just for fun and then probably be like damn there's so many people and want to leave and get anxious we so so we're so we're going on Friday then it's a plan yeah we're going Friday um, okay it's not an office's birthday yet but I did hear that there was some interest in firehouse subs and the use of oh, a day right. afterwards. Right. So we could <laughs> kind of, right. we could do it a little that's bit right. early and I'm going to get some firehouse subs in there. Dude, and my bidet is shopping. ready to be used. Oh, did you install the bidet? Oh dude, it is there. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. But you I'm haven't used it yet. Uh, one thing I would just recommend is the, the water pressure that we have is really strong. So like you want, you want to lightly tap that's that the, thing. You, man, that's the first thing I was going to say is with, I've never used a bidet. The water yeah, pressure on this is start, way too strong as I'm telling you. I will. Yeah. I will say that for anybody using a bidet for the first time, go on the, if there's, I don't know if there's different settings or if it's like a manual one. No, it's just a you handle. Have. So you just have to press a little okay, light, okay. you know, it's like you're tapping yeah. the gas. You're yeah. Not, just start out straight yeah, gas. Start out like fucked for sure. <laughs> hey, quick question: Do you sit or stand when you use the bidet? Um, I usually <laughs> well, you have actually to kind of do squat, a handstand. Right? I know. <laughs> nice. A handstand. Perfect. And then wipe it from the front. Uh, I let it no, just actually just drizzle all over me, and then just actually walk out. You know, just. <laughs> so, so okay so where does the water come from like is it coming from the toilet bowl like water the holder sky. on the top the, yeah the sky um, uh, from natural spring waters uh collected from mountains only the best where, where does it come from like honestly how does it work i, I don't know like, where does the I water believe come it from? comes from the toilet bowl like the the bottom bowl or like the top part that fills up with water. You know, I'm not really sure because uh, I did not install this bidet, uh, but it comes. You just said you did, uh, so I didn't do it myself. Uh, someone else did this uh, for me. Uh, do you have? Is your bidet? It's it's an attachment to the toilet. I'm assuming, yes, or yes. is it like a? It's okay, okay, like yeah. A, it usually a standalone. Yeah. Usually, it's like a mechanical thing that will like come out from the back of the toilet, like I've under never from used under under the seat. I've either oh, used so it's the not one like that. that I have, which is kind of like a standalone, like sort of like handheld device or like an actual separate thing to the toilet where you like you sit on that and it's right. got its own levers. That's luxurious. It, that it is, is luxurious, luxurious, especially if it has temperature control. Ugh. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. I was so excited to use a bidet for the first time when we went to Costa Rica, which you can listen to some details from Costa Rica back in episode 7.5, cross-promoting. But anyways, yes. So on that trip, uh, we had the bidet did not work. We spent a lot of time trying to get the bidet to work, three of us. Uh, A lot of time as as in like six minutes or so before we gave up. Yeah, until I realized you took dozens of photos of me trying to figure out how. You know, this might... This might be crazy. I might just be weird, but I would be hesitant to use a bidet in a place like Costa Rica where the water might be like suspect. Um, Not that it's necessarily going to get in you, but like just using it down there. I, I don't know. I would I would think twice about it. We were in a very nice Airbnb. It was, uh, it was a, essentially a luxurious uh I wouldn't the, call it a mansion. It doesn't mean the water's it clean. It doesn't mean the water's clean. If you you could stay in the, the top resort in Mexico and you can't drink the water out of the faucet. Pura Vida, baby. Yeah, water's Pura Vida. fine. I'm, ju- I'm just saying. I'm, I, I mean YOLO, I guess. Yeah. But guys, uh, that was an excellent uh, an excellent topic to get into here for Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm going to try to segue back into it right now. Guys, it's Thanksgiving week. Uh, there's a lot to be grateful for. Just real quickly, whatever's on the top of the dome. Gary, give me one thing you're grateful for. 
My family and friends. You and off, go right now. First thing. Um, my new roommate, who's not as much of an asshole as I uh, originally has dated. Um, of course, family and my incredibly attractive appearance. Nice. I, I said one thing. Uh, if you had to pick one of those things that you were most grateful my for, my incredibly attractive one, right? appearance. I, I figured, yeah. For me, it's you guys, the podcast. I appreciate you guys. I'm grateful. We've been doing this for a little bit now. We, we've already had 25 episodes under our belt. We, this is our 26 recorded episode. 26. It's, it's been go, it's been going. I love it. It's, it's a great, fun project. We get a lot of support, but, but you guys make it awesome. It's a pleasure to be doing it with you. So I'm grateful for both of you guys. Well, thanks, Charlie. I feel the same way. I, I didn't expect you to gas us up so much. I feel like there's other stuff you're probably more grateful for, but I appreciate you bringing that segue back around to us. Probably his perfect hair. Yeah. Oh, his perfect hair. You know, he's mean, ungrateful for it. He doesn't even realize what don't, he has. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on Charlie's hair. We can go for another hour. I mean, if you guys want to talk about my hair for an hour, <laughs> right? has a I, am a, I am a Leo. I do like to be the center of the best hair here. I've ever seen. It's incredible. It looks good all the time. But I would like to maybe get Dolphus started on the outro here, baby. Let's go. Let's send these people into Thanksgiving. Let's get them with their families because they're all waking up Thanksgiving and listening and then going right to their Thanksgiving. I know meal. everyone's excited to listen to this episode. I want everyone to know we are most thankful for you. The listener. Yeah. So follow up with us on IG at not to be technical on Twitter at not to be tech. Hit us up with some reviews on Apple podcasts and Spotify, whatever floats your boat. We don't mind. And stay tuned for the next episode after Thanksgiving as we lead into the holidays. We love you. Yeah. Love you.